Friday Night Smackdown podcast from the shadows. It's like doing the damn thing. WWE. Kansas City was the city last night. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown came through on FS1 this time around. One week only for the World Series. Well, because the World Series is on Fox anyway. Opened up the show with... Uh, it wasn't everybody. Randy wasn't present, and I believe uh, Cesaro took the place of uh, Rusev, I think, or something like that. Either way, they just prepping everyone for the 5-on-5 at Crown Jewel. Taking place next Thursday. It was okay. Um, you know, Flair and Hogan just pushing the segments. You could tell that the uh, opening just was, you know, it was just to get everyone excited and you know, it's the go home, so he wasn't really expecting too, too much from it. So I wasn't upset with just the progression of it. So it was all right. Got into a tag team match with the New Day, taking on Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler next. All right, match didn't go too long. Uh, Big E and uh, Kofi were, you know, tagging up because Woods is injured. So straight out of the shadows. Austin, get well, bro. We know you got it. But um, Kofi got a got pinned quickly, you know, I think uh, Kofi wasn't necessarily expecting uh, just a quick roll-up, it happens, and I think he's going to come back stronger than ever next week, you guys also have a tag team championship matchup against the Revival coming up, uh, we haven't seen too much out of the Revival, we know we got this giant tag team turmoil match uh, happening at Crown Jewel, so it's just a lot of... Uh, you know, it's the I can I can respect the the small storyline building, and we'll just see how the matches go out there in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. They'll be excited about it either way, but um, we'll just have to see how it all plays out. It's just a different crowd, a different energy. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see just how, you know, the production all you know comes together. But either way, a good match, good segment. Like I said, good build. Lacey Evans went at it with. Uh, local competition and completely ran through it was a funny little you know i could walk out the ring right now she almost took the count out i think she got back in the ring around seven or eight and you know hit the women's right uh local competitor not accustomed to wwe way so she was trying to you know just allow the count out to happen and she was counting along with the referee which is silly but um i mean Lacey got back in headed with the women's right and you know, that was the three counts. So, good stuff to Lacey. I mean, we're going to continue to see how things progress with the women's division. And, uh, I mean, Lacey's being uh, positioned as a, you know, a woman of, you know, respect on SmackDown on Friday nights. So, I mean, not upset about it. Kept her fresh and, you know, in the memories of, or in the minds of all of the WWE fans in the universe. So, you know, good stuff. Next up, we got uh, Kalisto taking on Drew Gulak, two uh, former cruiserweights on 205 Live. Uh, good stuff between the two. We had, um, what was it, uh, Drew Gulak trying to revamp the uh, PowerPoint presentation thing that he does, which is, you know, fairly entertaining. I mean, he didn't really get to the next slide, but, I mean, whatever. He talked shit about Braun. The monster among men came out, kicked his ass, and this was, I think, well, it was a, it was a distraction. Kalisto hit the Salida Del Sol for the one, two, three. Then Braun goes in for the running power slam and cuts his promo. And, I mean, well, he hit another running power slam. And you can see, it's like, okay, well, you don't want to mess around with the TV time too, too much. 
So we're not going to put as much emphasis as the first one, but going to give the crowd what they want. I think it was a good good call by Brian to do it. You know, it, it was a good spot because I could I could understand the the conf, the conflict in, internally. Like, okay, should I go with the crowd or should I just go ahead and cut this promo? So he ran up, did it real fast, and you know, like you know, just got to the promo, cut the promo, and that was the end of it. So I respect how he found a certain way through the TV time just to add in his you know do his own thing, stay with the crowd, and keep keep the crowd on his you know stay on the good side of the crowd, I guess. And, I mean, it's been working because you know how the fans have been feeling. Oh, Braun's been ruined and this and that and all of the critiques and such like that. But no, I thought it was really cool. So, good shit, Braun. Good shit, Drew. And I mean, shout out to Kalisto. I I like how everyone's trying to reintroduce themselves to a potentially new audience. You know, being on FS1 and being on Fox and such like that. So, I mean, it worked. My man Michael Cole in the ring uh, with well, he's getting ready to call out Dane Bryan. He uh. Gets him outside or gets him out to the ring and pretty much asks him, like, you know, how's what's going on with the Yes movement? Are you, you know, going back to that or are you going to continue with the new Daniel Bryan thing? Like, the fans don't know what's happening, don't know how to, you know, perceive you. So, what's up? And, you know, before Daniel Bryan could really get into it, uh, out comes Sami Zayn and Nakamura, who we did see a lot of last night. And, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is, of course, you know, coming from somebody that doesn't have any say-so, you know what I mean, so respectfully, I mean, I would give that a pass, like, it was okay, I mean, it was a lot of him, but we've seen a lot of episodes where there were characters that were somewhat the focal point of the episode in some way, shape, form, or fashion, so Sami Zayn and Nakamura getting, you know, the TV time, and Sami being able to hold his own microphone the whole time, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, either way, he comes out, reminds Daniel Bryan that he said the Yes Movement is dead, there ain't no going back to that, and uh, instead of going back to that, won't he move forward and join up with him and Nakamura-san? I mean, they could be a, you know, a, a, a cool trio. I mean, I'm, uh, Daniel Bryan almost went in for the handshake, decided to walk off, and we didn't really get a definitive answer from him. I can respect that. I think uh, Daniel Bryan should have some time to think about it. Out of side of storyline, if... Daniel Bryan is going into in a kind of championship. Uh, if he's going into a program with Naka Continental, then um, I would almost say let's let's try to stretch this out. You know, let's let's kind of make it happen, but uh, not really go too far with Daniel Bryan. Like maybe he can have like the moral compass, even though he's you know running with the two, and then eventually like just to keep the crowd like, oh my God, come on, Daniel Bryan, do the yes thing or whatever, but. I mean, I don't know, maybe just make make a little bit of storyline out of that if a storyline or a plan hasn't already been established or however it needs to change or whatever. So, I mean, maybe just the way I'm looking at it, like, hmm, if we are to go for, uh, well, we are to watch uh, Daniel Bryan and Akamura go at it, then, I mean, let's go ahead and, you know, get the fans engaged in the same way like Miz, Miz and Shane did, you know, with the slow build. Maybe it shouldn't be, like, as slow if... I mean, like I said, I don't have, I can't, I don't book the product, but maybe you could get a, you know, maybe you could get a little build, and uh, then eventually you see Dan Ryan and such like that go full face, or maybe Nakamura go full face, but I think the fans really want to see the Yes Movement again, so, I mean, we'll see, but definitely a good segment, I like the, I like how, 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 how it was uh, written, and, you know, played out, and such like that, so it was really good stuff. 
Uh, shouts to Sami Zayn, man. He's he's starting to, you know, like it, now it's like there's you don't feel the small animosity. You know what I mean? Like okay, this is all I'm being relegated to on TV. You know, it's like he's starting to and you know just uh, go with the role, and that's that's all right. And you know Nakamura, Nakamura is right there, and you know doing his thing, and you know DB right now. I think the fans are definitely all like, all right, well, what's up? What's up? So it's it's good stuff. We'll see how it all goes out. Nikki Cross took on Mandy Rose. Mandy, we know you're tough enough, but um, yeah, not a practice makes perfect. There we go. I think that's that's a great way to uh, say that. Same way we saw Lacey, you know, get better. We know that Mandy has like all of the potential in the world. Goddamn it, she won tough enough. And I mean, you know if. Like, we want to be able to take her seriously. We don't want to hit a fans, you know, speak poorly on her as far as the in-ring goes because, you know, if you're not good in-ring, you're not going to have an interesting match. So, I just say practice makes perfect. She was in there with Nikki. Of course, Nikki knows exactly what she's doing. So, great stuff. And we had uh, Sasha and Bailey on commentary. And it, it was great. You know, I'm, I was sitting there halfway starstruck. <laughs> you know, but it was um definitely good character building on Bailey's part. Sasha was right there, you know, supporting her best friend. And then we had Nikki and Mandy going at it in the ring. Sonya Deville right on right on the sidelines got a good hitting on Nikki in the uh, you know, in between time for this distraction. But ultimately Nikki Cross did pick up the victory. Um stayed down with Sasha and Nikki and uh, excuse me, not Sasha pardon me. Bailey and Nikki, I mean, Sasha's right there looking too, so either way, um, it's going to be a good one. Whenever these uh, two women go at it, I'm expecting to see uh, some big things from both. And I don't really go into the product with expectation, you know, but I'm sure that they're both really going to, you know, like Nikki could get to the next level as far as, you know, being in the SmackDown Women's Division and Bailey can really solidify herself as that badass heel because now we know she's a heel. There's no question about that. She is uh, more aggressive. She's got the new theme music. Everything we wanted from Bailey, we got out of Bailey. So now it's um, you know, really just delivering and executing flawlessly. We know Bailey got it. You know, it's just like we we see her more aggressive and we're gonna see how this moveset has evolved once her and Nikki Cross do go at it. So good segment. I enjoyed it. Good match too. All right, so Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio out in the ring. Got, uh, you know, Rey calling out Brock Lesnar. They've been promoting the face-to-face on the social media um, platforms and, you know, such like that. And throughout the episode, uh, basically, we all see how it happened. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar is like, we're not going face-to-face. We were too busy uh, backstage kicking Dominique's ass. And... That's pretty much how that played out. So it's like, oh, there go Dom taking another damn beating from Brock. Thank you, Dominic. That is, look, how much more? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think he's proven himself. He proved he could take a bump. Proved he could take a couple of hits. And, um, uh, you know, Ray and Kane run backstage. And then we get to the backstage segment, I believe, right before the next matchup happens or when, after the commercial break or something like that. And, Brock completely destroys them in the trainer's room. So, uh, huh. 
you know, F5 against the wall, I would have lost it if Ray went through that wall. I thought, honestly, Ray was just going to hit the table. But also, we had saw an F5 to, uh, from Brock to Kane on top of Dominic while he was laid out on the, uh, I guess, the doctor's table or how we all call it. So, um, good stuff from Brock. Looking bad as going into the match. I mean, this is the go-home show. Brock goes out looking strong. Kane Velasquez, new WWE world, well, new champion, new WWE champion. I, I, I don't think so. But I'm not gonna. I don't produce. I don't predict the product. I don't book the product either. So we'll see how it all plays out at Crown Jewel next Thursday, streaming live on the WWE Network. Roman Reigns, Ali, and Shorty G took on Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura, excuse me, that's old. Nakamura Continental. Pardon me. Uh, King Corbin and Cesaro. Great match. Fun stuff from each and every one of them. Great sequences from uh, from Chad Gable and Ali. Very very cool. Um, great moments from Cesaro. Hands down. Uh, Cesaro is gonna be taking on Mansoor out there. Um, this is one of those times where it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's gonna lose, but. I've heard it from a couple of other, uh, you know, online uh, bloggers and such like that. Like, this is a huge opportunity for Cesaro to really, you know, <laughs> look, WWE is over there. And this is like the global presence and the progressiveness and such like that. Don't judge it. Everyone has their opinions and their feelings on it and such like that. Very, very delicate stuff. To the wells with a matches move. If you know, you know. But um, I think that Cesaro can really go over there and represent WWE extremely well and make Mansoor a hero of it, like more so than what he already is. So, South of Cesaro, he was in that match still showing that he is 100% one of the most capable guys in the ring, outside of the ring, in the match, well, during the match, all of that stuff. So, Good stuff to Cesaro, and um, it was a cool matchup. The end of sequence saw that, uh, what was it, a spear? He Roman spears some one of those guys. We're not even going to go into it because the point was he went for the Superman punch after the fact, but he uh, tagged Ali in for the 450. Now, the angle they showed after the match was cool, but that angle during from the hard cam, whoo, man, that was great. Had the Superman punch to the apron, had the 450. Uh, you know, if it would have been the 054, my goodness. What are we doing with this 054? Are we done with it? Is it, is it a wrap on that? I mean, I know we asked about this months ago, but whatever. Either way, if it's the 450, it's fine. Ali looked great in midair doing it. Roman was right there with him, so good stuff. It was a good rub from Roman to Ali. Good, you know, like the crowd is starting to really, really accept Roman, so. Now it's like, all right, you say, you say this guy should uh, get some love too, then yeah, give him some love. So the crowd, they were uh, great all night, at least from where I could hear it, and um, that was the main event. Good, good stuff. Um, excellent show, you know, on FS1. Had to call a little bit of audible because of the World Series. Um, good stuff. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, WWE backstage had like you know one of the preliminary shows just to warm everyone up special episodes and such like that so um I thought that was cool had uh how can we say it I, I don't really have any critiques on it 
outside of uh, everyone getting more, you know, just gelling more and having maybe a second or two, maybe three or four with their talking points, to have or finish their talking point, and put a few seconds left to spare, so then they can uh, maybe throw in a little bit of zing or something like that. Definitely had that um that talking smack feel almost. I was almost gonna say maybe they need a table, you know, they could all sit at and really give it that sports entertainment analyst feel. But at the same time, they're in the ring, they already have the set, and it does look nice either way. It's like a little ramp. It's just like you know the regular stage. So they have a whole ring outside. This, well, they're ring backstage too. Whatever. It was, it was cool. It was a lot of fun to uh, see everyone, you know, do their thing. And uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you know all four panelists, you know. So. As time continues, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, this week, we did not get to see 205 Live, but I believe that uh, next week, we'll be getting right back into it. And I'll just uh, record backstage because um, they, those guys, uh, you know, they, they, I think they should be uh, in the zone and definitely meshing without, uh, you know, worrying about, like, all sorts of other distractions and such like that. So, um Shout out to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. Uh, definitely was an enjoyable week of Raw and SmackDown. Fun stuff. Crown Jewel is next week. And, um, yeah, I will catch you guys then. Peace.